I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Day Talk, a good game for another wonderful week. A very magical week uh, as we discuss all things that happened over Magic Round and look forward to the rest of the season. My name is Lockie Pringle. I've gone full name for some reason with you here today, joined by... (laughs) Harvey Billingham. Thank you. It's very formal. It's a magic round. Yeah. Round 10. It's a big benchmark in the season. Yes. Time to reflect. I like magic round right about now. Round 10. Perfect. Yeah, it's good. And we we had some stellar performances across the park as well. We did. Oh, my God. There were some upsets, if you want to call it. There were some, yeah, some games that had unexpected results. Magic. Some that went down to the the wire. Yep. Some individual performances, some individual moments of greatness, some yeah. individual moments to forget. That's right. It had it all. It, it had it all. <laughs> Lots of uh, crude behavior in the crowds as well, which is, I guess, mm. what you love to see. <laughs> bit rowdy. Bit rowdy. Yep. The, the Brisbane, Brisbane locals, as well as obviously a lot of people who travel up or down to Brisbane uh, for the round. Left and right. They were making the mo- left. <laughs> yeah. They are making the most of it. Oh, and it was great to see. For sure. A for few sure. fights in the stands as well, so not not as great to see. No, but behaviour's got to improve. Yes. Throwing it out there early. Hit me with it. Brisbane has obviously done an exceptional job at hosting Magic Round yep. for the last, what, three years? This is our yep. third edition. Yeah. And they will for the foreseeable future. Yeah. Do you think it's got the chances of moving round? If Absolutely. So, where would you move it to? Mate, you know what I'd love to see? I want to see Magic Round and the Nines treated in the same way that the World Cup is treated in soccer, football. Yes. Basically, like all the parts of Australia where rugby league is popular. Yeah. Like just every year, it's just it's a different place every time. Yeah, cool. And it's like, who's hosting this year? Yeah. It's an exciting thing. It's up to that city or town to make it a big event, big for tourism for their town. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, Sydney, Newcastle, even Melbourne could host... North Queensland, New Zealand. New Zealand, for sure. There's not a shortage, uh, you know. Uh, I think it would be nice if, I mean, next year I'm pretty sure the contract's locked down for Brisbane, but mm. to repay New Zealand Warriors for spending so much time yeah. in Australia, yeah. we could definitely take a round over there. How good would Magic Round in New Zealand be in 2023? That would be so good. It would be such a celebration of, like, all that the players gave up, all the fans gave up to, yeah, and then having an influx of, Aussies coming over to New Zealand to, to get pissed and start fights. <laughs> what, what a gift that would be to New Zealand. Well. Absolutely. Yeah. I love something it. Something for the NRL to consider. Something for, yes. Come on, uh, Andrew Abdo and Peter Valance. <laughs> a hotline Peter straight to them. Straight to them. Well, when we get when we get them on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Then we can ask them. Upcoming guests. Yeah. I guess, uh, you know, the, the, the magic round began with the bottom of the table clash. And Wooden I, spoon final, almost. Possibly the game that sealed Trent Barrett's uh, fate. And yeah. Uh, obviously, we might touch on that for a sec now. He's, he's a fish as of today, uh, the day that we're recording this. He is officially gone. They say that he quit. I 
That's always what he they say. Pushed. He's definitely pushed. Yeah. I mean, it was like two hours before they were like Bulldogs holding emergency meeting yeah, to discuss exactly. Barrett's future. Then it was two hours later, Barrett has quit. <laughs> it's like- I mean, they're well, trying to like smooth it over in the media, but I think we all know that the power brokers got together at Belmore and said no more. Yeah. I mean, obviously like, yeah, the results were definitely enough to push out any coach. But my gosh, Phil Gould is developing a major reputation as like a plague that comes to clubs and maybe well, for head coaches. Yeah, he improves them in some areas, but for the coaches, it's not it's not good if Phil Gould's coming to your club. No, I don't think so. Potentially for the players, for the juniors, pro- I think juniors probably benefit the most out of Phil Gould coming to the club. He yeah. definitely like knows how to get the best out of you know Develop the grassroots, yeah, grassroots systems, but. God, yeah, it's bad news for a coach. Yeah, I think so. And, and, uh, look, the writing was on the wall. We've been saying it for a couple of weeks since their results have sort of turned. And there was a bit of hope with their victory against the Roosters. Yeah. But putting a performance like that against the Knights, who are equally struggling, and, you know, they've been rebuilding. It's a constant rebuild. Obviously, they've got some star players coming in next year, but they clearly don't think he's the man to go forward. First coach, gone. Yeah. Well, remember at the start of the year, we made bold predictions for the year. Mm. My one was that no coach would get sacked oh, during the season. Ruled out. So I've officially gotten it wrong, much like all of my predictions, league predictions. <laughs> Another one incorrect. Any coaches that you want to see? Sacked? No. Oh, uh, to replace up, him? Yeah, turn up at Bull- Well, the, the likely candidate by all reports would be Shane Flanagan. His son is at the club, yep. which would make... An incredible four clubs with a father-son coach-player combo. Yeah, for sure. If that happened, which you know, I'd love to see it. That's yep. a quarter of the competition. That's bad, isn't it? Uh, other names in the ring. I heard, I've heard that Brad Fittler's name is in the ring, which I wouldn't like to see as no, a New South I've, Wales fan. I've heard Mick Ennis. Mick Ennis? Yeah. Well, that'd be good. It would get him off the commentary. Yeah. <laughs> He'd stop yelling into the microphone. I mean, it's a big step for someone who's not done Never a lot co- of coaching. I don't think right now after having Barrett I don't think you want a rookie coach at the club right well, now. Well, no, but I think there's part of it that they want a bulldog, right? Yeah, but they Michael w- Ennis has allegiance to like every club in the competition. Yeah, but <laughs> I think he's associated most strongly with the Bulldogs, don't you? Yeah, I think. Well, he won a premiership with the Sharks. That's true. That's what I'll say. Yeah, I, I think I think the Sharks have his heart in a way. Wow, he did that classic Viking clap to the Raiders fans when he was in the Sharks oh, he jersey. Did. So anyway, I mean, yeah, I don't know. A lot who of names else. going. Paul Green's still available. Dean Pay. Dean Pay could come back. <laughs> Get him back. Or they uh, go Super League or they go for an assistant. Maybe I mean, they'd like Michael Maguire. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I, I doubt it. But no. they could go um, Seraldo, the assistant yes. at, at Penrith. Is, That's um, another one. In he's the ring. brought up every time that there's a you know, head coaching job available at the moment, but he's clearly waiting for the right opportunity for him. Mm. I can't see, like, Barrett was an assistant at Penrith. And then goes to the Bulldogs, get sacked 18 months later. Yeah. It might just be too tough a challenge for a rookie coach. Maybe right. you need the experienced head coming in. Yeah, Anthony Seabold's out there in the uh, in the abyss. He is. He's over in England at the oh, moment. Yeah, he is, yeah. Um, uh, coaching yeah. some rugby union for the national side. Yeah, he's probably okay. Well, then in that case, he's probably, probably unlikely to come coach the Bulldogs. It's interesting, though, because you want an experienced head, you'd think, but also you want someone that's willing to come and work under Phil Goo. That's right. And most experienced coaches are probably going to want to have like complete control over their roster and things like that and training and all that stuff. Yeah, it's one of these things again, like the Panthers had to get rid of Gould to get Ivan Cleary back because Cleary was not going to go back there 
after having been sacked by Gould. Nah, it's crazy, if, isn't so it? So, like, it's the, it's, it's, the Bulldogs might be in the same sort of predicament where they have to sack Gould, who's only been there for, like, half a year, <laughs> to, in order to sign a, a decent coach. I think we could see a left field pick. Mm. I think we could see an out, like, somebody that's not really in the conversation come in. I mean, Flanagan's the obvious one if they want to go with him. And I think yeah. he'd he'd work under Gould because he just wants a head coaching job. And coaching his son is obviously a big yeah. perk you'd imagine. Yeah. But if it's not him, I reckon it's someone out there. My tip's going to be Shane Flanagan. Fair enough. Uh, moving on. Uh, also <coughs> in the week, uh, it must be said that the Broncos bloody turned up in Brisbane on Magic Round and Manly <laughs> were the unfortunate team that once again had to play against the Broncos and it was a Manly home game for a, some reason. Ha- somehow it's a Manly home game. I'm <laughs> not guys, even going to get yeah, into that. You guys must be getting heavily compensated because like, seriously, that's pretty ridiculous that it's not a Broncos home game on no. Magic Round. Oh, for sure. It's got to be, financial reward must be there, but it's going to do little to... to little for the fans. Well, little for the fans. Little and for the players. Little for our performance as well. It was dreadful. It was it was the first game this year where we properly haven't turned up and mm. we're never in the fight. We've had some games go against us and things. Yeah, niggling injuries to two of two out of your three Trebojeviches is never yeah. a good sign. No, I, I, Tommy does not look his best. No. I know they're they're easing him back and they're saying it's like a management thing with this knee injury that he spent some time on the sidelines with. Yeah, but uh, you just think. You want him at 100% or not out there at all because you don't want him injured again and missing a couple of months, maybe missing origin and stuff. I'd rather he comes back 100% than we bring him back when he's 80% and he manages it throughout the game. Yeah. Um, because we won the games when he was missing and that's not to like diminish his role in the side. It's still heavily influential and we're a better side with him in there. But he's not fully fit mm. and that's costly. Um, I thought DCE had his worst game as well. The game management and the like, we just couldn't get any field position. The discipline was off for the side. They dominated us through the middle. They just brought the physicality, the intensity. They were clearly there for their, you know, they turned up for magic round. Yeah. And we didn't. And I think it sort of definitely raises some questions over Manly who see themselves as a top four side premiership contenders, maybe whether we're in that, that group of teams at the moment. Because the way that we played this weekend, we're not. And we're going to be battling for a top eight spot if we keep up that style of play. It looks a bit like it, yeah. The the Broncos are looking more and more like they're firming that they're going to have a top eight spot this year. And For sure. They, I think yeah. they're, they're back in like top four conversation almost. Yeah, I know. Like, it's crazy. Out of nowhere, I feel like I've turned around and then had a look at the Broncos' back line uh, and... All of a sudden, it's like it it feels solid and really strong when it when it really didn't when I looked at it last year. Like Tamari Martin is amazing return from amazing. retirement. I still much. think he's the one question mark in the spine. Mm. I think he, he's like playing his heart out in each and every week, mm. but I'm not sure that he's a top four fullback. Yeah. In saying that, though, the rest of their back line is really like Farn- Farnworth and Stags are. Amazing centres. Uh, Corey Oates is back to his peak form. Selwyn Cobbo is unreal. Oh, he just ripped us apart. And then like Tyson Gamble looks like the solid six to complement Adam Reynolds. Yeah, absolutely. And and Reynolds is just... He's on another I mean, level. He's the man. I, he's the form player in the comp, I reckon. I know. If he keeps this up, he could be on his way to his first ever Dahlia medal. 
Wow. For, but for the Broncos. That would be a storyline. That would be a massive storyline. Each and every week, the Rabbitohs look sillier and sillier, especially considering only beating the Warriors by two points. Warriors, the team that lost to the Storm. Yeah. By that, by like 670, whatever. Uh, struggling and obviously coming off a loss to the Sharks where they had a man advantage for most of the game as well. Mm. I mean, they did mount some of a comeback in the second half, and I think both teams are going to be annoyed to let in 30 points, right? Like, totally. It's, it's rare that you get that many points scored, but maybe that was some of the magic floating yeah. floating. I think it's the fair air. to say for the Rabbitohs that the Bennett-Demetrio transition has not been the smooth ride that the powers that be at Souths would, were hoping for. No. A lot of it to do with their own choices to let Adam Reynolds go, but, you know, obviously Luttrell's injury doesn't help. Cam Murray was missing as well. Cam so Murray. They're, they're missing some star players there from both last year and their current roster this year. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we saw extra time in Magic Round. We Titans did. Titans and Dragons. Uh, a dramatic 88th minute try from Jermaine Asako yeah. in the corner. Both sides could have won this game and both sides gave the other team opportunities to win it. Like yeah. the, the discipline, the errors were well up there, especially when fatigue was setting in in that. Golden point um, period, but... The it was a very wet, very wet day in Brisbane as well, though. It was. Yeah, fair say. enough. But I think you've just got to control the ball better. Got to. Uh, one of the biggest surprises of the round, um, Panthers and Storm being such a massive deficit. I get, I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> Use your words. What I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah. Storm without Pappenhausen and Hughes. I guess that's the element that you can see it coming. And yeah, I think Pappenhausen is hugely influential at Melbourne. So is Hughes. Like, yeah, they both kind of don't go under the radar. Not like they're they're huge names now in the game. But I think people still do consider Munster the number one. Yeah. I'm not so sure it's the case anymore. I think it's much more of a team system, right? Definitely. Yeah. And they've always had like this next man up mentality, but it feels like, it's not just dictated on having a good game that week. Like five years ago, Cam Smith was the brains of the side. Yeah. And obviously Cooper Cronk there for a long time as well. And those two were thinking all about the tactics, how they're going to win the game. And everybody else just needed to do to their do job. Their, do their job. Yeah. And now it feels like everybody, has to chip especially in. that spine, is chipping in to Everyone breaking wants, down the opposition. Someone makes a break. You've got four players there ready to take the pass. Yeah. They all want to, want to create the try. So they're all supporting each other. It's a lot more of an interconnected system. Yeah. Um, and when you're missing those two players, uh, yeah. I, I, yeah, it's it's a tough one. I feel like poor old Cooper Johns. I feel like every time he gets called into the Melbourne team, they have a bad loss, uh, unfortunately. Yeah. It's, it's tough. <laughs> but like Penrith played the, played some of their best footy. They, they were never going to let the storm into it, really. Um, yeah. Once they put the foot down and it's got their opening tries, it's just they're such a dominant team when they get the ball rolling. And they're, they're so good with, with momentum. Um, who's going to stop them? Well, it's really the storm or maybe Parramatta, as we've seen this year. Yep. And I, I thought the Sharks were in that mix, but my God, another massive surprising result from the weekend. The the kind of biggest gap between teams <coughs> that were playing each other on the ladder. Sharks Raiders. We thought that's like you know, so many tough games to tip. We thought that one would would be an easy one. Yeah, Raiders showed up. Ricky on the sideline. If you're a Raiders fan, you'd love to see it. Josh Papali scored a try. We did Raiders no longer the faders? I think they shook that tag this weekend, going up to a good 
They were fired up for it. They were fired up. Sure. They were well ahead in the at half time. Yeah. They even had three players sent off for the Simbin. Yeah. And they still backed to the wall. Wow. Maybe held that's their the strategy. <laughs> yeah. Play Tackle with hard and don't <laughs> don't worry about giving my penalties. Um, well, Nick, it, it worked for them this weekend. And I think the Sharks, similar to the Storm, struggled with having some key players out. Well, Nico Hines covering at fullback. Oh, I think, yeah, like he, he's... I think him at halfback is kind of key to the Sharks team now. I think they've learnt that. He's obviously You'd a player. So. Yeah, he's a player that, yeah, I think he'll be at halfback going forward. I don't know who their reserve fullback is. That's maybe the issue of depth um, of who comes in for Kennedy. Uh, you know, if, if, you, if you're going to put either of those halves out of Hines and Moylan back to fullback, I'm putting Moylan back there because I think Hines has to steer, steer everyone around I think the so. park. I think he struggles. Obviously, he's such a big talker in the side. And when you're balancing so many things from playing like first receiver at when you're with the ball and then slotting back into fullback without it, which is what he was doing for lots of the game, mm. they'll find a backup fullback. They've, they've got to have one. Connor Tracy's super versatile. He yeah. can make a move back there. Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe. They'll work it out. Roosters over the Eels. Hard fought win. I thought the Eels for sure based on, yeah, the Eels just... Very interesting team. They're hot and cold, but sure. really hot when they're hot. Uh, Roosters, yeah, definitely turned up fierce after some questionable rounds. So good for the Roosters fans to get a win. Yeah, absolutely. And Sam Walker played probably his best game of the year for them. I thought Mitch Moses was really strong as well. Both of those sort of key halves getting um, getting their hands on the ball lots, both chipping and chasing or kicking mm. for themselves to yeah. score. Yeah. Um, oh, one of Mitch Moses' tries was incredible. Yeah, absolutely. Chipped it, weaved around like three players. Kicked it again and, Kicked and it got, again. Got, on the, got there first. Got there first. Um, and so, lastly, yeah. Oh. No, just, just a good, good <laughs> oh. contest between, yeah. between the two. And I yeah. certainly think these guys will be battling it out. But we finish off with your boys My going boys down. My boys going down. Um, yeah, going down to a really strong Cowboys team. Um, yeah, they've got all the, all the pieces figured out. We led for a little bit, but... That was it. <laughs> Cowboys are super impressive. I think we've been super saying it impressive. for a number of weeks, but what about Murray Talangi's try assist? Did you see the replay? Yes, oh unbelievable from off the ropes. You know, oh, he's getting tackled out as he tries to score a try, and then manages to get this pass back with his whole body in the air. Don't know where he got the momentum to even push the ball back. I don't know. It's got drink waters right there. That's a bit of magic right there. That's a bit of magic right there. <laughs> Absolutely, it is. What do you think of the Tigers? Just uh, coming look, up against a team that's too strong. Look, yeah, it's 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 really interesting. Like, I'm still, I'm still proud of like the resolve that they're showing. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, I, like they're you know we're losing to good to strong teams, but I'm proud of you know putting in still putting in an 80 minute performance and still having that mentality and being led around by Jackson Hastings, who just does not give up. I love the mentality of this guy. And I'm so proud to have him at the Tigers. Um, and, it, it, yeah, I think he's turning the reputation that the Tigers have been building for the last couple of years around. Even if we get the wooden spoon this year, if we keep playing like that. I don't think you'll get the spoon. We currently sit 15th, so we'll yeah, see. Yeah, the Bulldogs are below you. I know, but they've just lost a coach. They might come rebound out, factor. They might rebound factor. Oh, you know, you start, throw it all out, you know, play with freedom. Who knows? <sighs> Who knows what goes on there? <laughs> All right. Um, in fact, I think we play the Bulldogs next week. Yes, we do. That's Wooden Spoon that final is, times two. That's dangerous. That's dangerous. Playing a team 
when they've just sacked a coach, that is actually dangerous. Yeah, you would have um, rather played them this week, wouldn't you? I would have rather played them this week. Oh, well. See what happens. Um, well, Your brother was at Magic Round as well. He Did you was. want to top on that? Yeah, Touch on that at all? Did he talk about the vibe at all? He said it was a spectacle. said they kept them well entertained in between the games. The whole city was up for it. Yeah, nice. Um, packed everywhere, apparently. Mm. Lines. We love lines. <laughs> lines are getting everywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah, just really well organized awesome. and very entertaining and never felt like a dull moment. Well, that's what you love to hear exactly. after after two years of COVID and then to have, yeah, Magic Round. So well done to Brisbane. Obviously, yeah, if they keep doing so well, won't be super complaining if it always stays in Brisbane. No. But yeah, good challenge for other, other towns to have a crack at it as well. Yeah, 100%. Let's take it all over the country. All over. What a, what a fantasy that would be. It would be. I tip that it will uh, happen one day, but we'll find out more about fantasy and tipping winners after this ad break. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from 30 dollars a month to just 15 dollars a month give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch 45 dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees promote for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com we're back fantasy and tipping fantasy and tipping tough one to tip i mean oh yeah i got three i think wow yeah i think average was around four yeah. Um, slightly below average, lock, unlucky. Unlucky. But, uh, tipper of the week manages to get seven. Nobody with full marks. That's unbelievable. That is it unbelievable. was Noah J. Fisher. Well Congratulations. Done. Seven out of eight. The only person to get seven with a margin of one. So very tight wow. margin as well. One. And yeah. Yeah. Tipping name robbed of a perfect score. Maybe you can feel a bit hard done by. Literally sure robbed of a perfect score. Which one he yeah, didn't get right. Yeah. But fair play to you. Very strong tipping. You're going to be climbing up the ladder with that one with so many people struggling this week. Well done. Fantasy. Yeah. Lots of people struggled. No big scores. Nobody in thousands. Nobody in the 900s even. Wow. It was just Justin M, coach of Red Hot Oompa Lumpers, with a score of 872, taking out this week's fantasy coach of the week. So congratulations. Nice. Well done. As we always like to do, we keep tabs on our leaderboard. Yes. Overall leader is still Cooper German with Fafidia NRL FL. Yeah. With an overall rank of 61. That's nice. Well to see. embedded into the top 100. Ben Thewlis, who we were keeping track of earlier in the years, dropped down to about 350 ish. Yeah. Still competitive, but to have someone at 61st in the world is. That's, that's great to see. Congratulations. That's great to see. Yeah. Yeah. Thewlis, yeah, now in the hundreds. Um, but, and it, but luckily, yeah, luckily Cooper German's come through. And is keeping this podcast league alive in the overall ranks. Shows you how close it is, though. Within one week, somebody drops from the top 100 to like yeah. 300, 400. It's about there. That's true. You can still make up a lot of ground. You can still finish top 1,000, top mm. 100, even if you're you know middle of the pack overall at the moment. 
keep going. Keep going. Wow. All right. Well, Harvey, that wraps it up for fantasy and tipping for another week. Keep playing hard, everybody. Predictions League. Predictions League. It's like tipping, but on steroids. Yep. Uh, it's like fantasy because it's a fantasy to think that we could ever get one right. <laughs> it's <laughs> and, and this week was, was kind of no different. We only had one person in our league of five so far get their prediction right. And it was actually, okay. it was actually an awesome prediction. I'll, I'll go into it further. Yes, please. I'm actually going to go from the bottom of the ladder up and talk about what our predictions were so I can end with our Patreon member, Tim, oh. who was the one who got his right. Congratulations. So I'm at the bottom of the ladder on one point overall. <laughs> Um, and I predicted that all games would be decided by 20 points or less. And there were three games that had margins over 20. Your boys, my boys, and some other And team. the Storm. The Storm. Yeah, wow. Um, Nikki from Patreon said that Storm versus Panthers would go to extra time and the Panthers would win. Got the Panthers would win right, but no extra time. No. Incorrect. Harvey, you're sitting third on the ladder. You said Storm versus Panthers will be decided by one point. Once not to again, be. Not to be. Um, Marina from our Patreon said the Tigers will defeat the Cowboys. Bold. Not to be. Yeah, bold. Bold, but not to be. And finally, Tim from our Patreon said, especially for Magic Round, he said, at least one player wearing each jersey number between 1 and 13 yep. will score a try. Wow. So basically that, yeah, all jersey numbers between 1 and 13 would be represented in the try scorers. Yes. And he got it right. Bang on. Literally, yeah. A player that wore each of those numbers scored. Um, <coughs> I think the final piece of the puzzle that he needed was come the Raiders v. Sharks game. Wow. And he needed a number eight to score. Obviously, you know, you'd expect the props to be the ones to let him down. Yeah, for sure. Josh Papali wearing number eight. Wow. Got over. Yeah. Well, well done, Papali. Well done, Tim. How Actually, many points did he get I was full, I was full like, had to go through like each match and see what number they were all wearing. Yeah, that's some research. You ready to... I'm I'm going to tell you right now that the team, if we said like the team made up of oh, first good. player first player wearing each number to score in the yes, round. Yes, please. Blake Tuff at fullback, number one. Yeah, Edric Lee in the number two. Mm-hmm. Uh, at Josh Adokar in the number five. Yeah, easy. Uh, the centers are Moses Sully and Bradman Best. Got over the line. Um, five eight Dejan Assi. Uh, oh. Halfback is Adam Clune. The hooker is Damian Cook. Props are Josh Papali and Jared Wallace. Huge. Uh, second row is Viliami Kikau and Bo Fermor. And the lock is Jazz Tavaga. Tavanga. Tavanga. Yeah. He played with the number 13 on his back. I know. He was starting hooker, but Jersey was it was, it was it was all about Jersey. Fair it's enough. It's all about Jersey. Fair play. Yeah, that's right. And so how many points is he awarded for oh, his yes. correct prediction? So it was, it was actually only worth four points. But still, pretty good to get. Well, when you're on one, that's four times as many <laughs> you've got good. all year. That's pretty good. I'd be climbing. In fact, if I got a four-pointer, I would overtake you. Well, okay. So. <laughs> we need to lift our game, I reckon. <laughs> so Tim's now at the top on 13. Wow, second double digits. Is, second is Marina on nine, and then you on four, Nikki on three, me on one. We've got to get going. Don't gotta we got to get going? Well, maybe, maybe this in. is the round, Harvey. Maybe this is the round. Have you got a prediction for us? I do. It's I'm going basic as fuck. Basic as fuck. Cowboys come up against the Storm. Cowboys to defeat the Storm. That's wow. my prediction. Interesting. I think they're hot. They're looking hot. And the Storm's still without Pappenhausen. Up in Townsville Who as well. Who knows if Hughes will be there. Um, I think, yeah, I, I back the Cowboys' spine to do a number on the Storm. It's huge. 
Huge. Two, two losses in a row for the Storm would be quite quite something to see. I can't remember the last time that happened. No. Can't remember. No. There we go. Well. <laughs> so we need a stats guy. We do. If anybody's interested in being a stats guy, let us know. We'll be careful. We might get flooded with DMs. We don't actually want a stats guy. No, no, we do. Maybe. Make a compelling enough argument. And if you live in Sydney, then <laughs> come on. All right. Harvey, My prediction. Your prediction. Manly. We're going to win. We're playing Parramatta. That's bold. So we always win. We're not just going to win. We're going to turn around our fortunes. Going to win by 20. Wow. 20, 20. 20 or more against the Parramatta Eels. Is Tommy Turbo even going to be playing? Uh, well, they're managing his injury. Yeah, we'll see. So we'll maybe see. not. Yeah. Maybe so. I feel like Freddie Fittler might be on the phone to Des Hasler like, don't you fucking dare play him this Look, week. I think, I just think we're, we're going to bounce back. Okay. I hope it's a bit bold. I hope we get rewarded for it with the amount of points that true. the fans are going to give us. True, true, true. I just can't see us not... Not winning. <laughs> Well, one not winning, but not turning up the heat a bit after a yeah, performance like that. That's we, true. we need to rebound. And against Parramatta, it's a side that every single Manly fan and Manly player will want to get up for. Mm. Well, that would be two losses in a row for Para. So both of our predictions would be, yeah, two losses in a row for Storm and two losses in a row for Para. Interesting. Interesting indeed. Harvey, thanks for... Thanks for co-hosting this podcast with no, me thank for another you. week. Thank you for co-hosting with me. Oh, that's my pleasure. Well, and until until next until time. Until next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.